Fabulous fundraisers. I'm Don Lego. It's time to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation Radio, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows, and exchanging ideas. So, whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together, we'll dive into lively conversations and we'll chat with industry leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. All right, let's get going. Welcome back to Raise Nation Radio. If you're new to the channel, thank you so much for joining. We stream on 10 different podcast channels. We are on demand at onecause.com and we're live from the Raise Conference, which takes place annually each September. If you haven't checked it out, you'll want to check it out. This year, we'll be in Nashville at the Country Music Hall of Fame, September 11th and 12th. Um, But if you're familiar with the show, well, you know what you're in store for. Thank you again for making us a popular show and being a fan. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. Um, This one's very near and dear to my heart. We are so super excited to have with us the cast and crew um, from the North Dakota Autism Center. We're going to talk about their mission and uh, neurodiversity, what that means, um, just values and so many great things. Um, So, gosh, we have a whole crew. We have Emily Carpenter, who is the event coordinator for the North Dakota Autism Center. We have Kayla, and and I practiced her last name before we, you know, started, and I'm going to mess it up. It's Fairmont, Fairmont, yeah, oh, Kayla, so, so sorry, Mission Development Administrator, and Tom Cop, Director of Mission Development. A lot of development going on here. Emily, Kayla, Tom, welcome to Raise Nation Radio. Thank, Thank you, you so for much having for having us. Thanks We're really having excited. Us. Yeah, in chorus. And I got to tell <laughs> the audience, they are like in a professional podcast studio. I'm like so super impressed. They all had their like Yeti mics and their earphones. I was like, ooh, this is cool. So I think we're in a in for a good, a good um conversation today. And you know, this is just really gonna strike a chord with me. So I might get emotional, but our audience is used to that. Where I'd love to start is for our audience to get to know each of you. So if you don't mind, other than your title and messing up your names, um, if you don't want, if you don't mind just introducing yourself, maybe um, Emily, we can start with you, what you do for the North Dakota Autism Center, and just what you want to share personally about the mission and and why it's important to you. Of course. Um, So my name's Emily. I've been at the Autism Center for five years and a couple weeks. Actually, it will be my five-year anniversary. Um, So I am the event coordinator. That entails planning all of our fundraising events, um, our gala, our golf scramble, our community picnic, um, anything where we bring in funds. Like today, we're actually doing a Panda Express fundraiser. So anything we can do to bring in that money to support the people we work with. Um, So that obviously is a huge undertaking. Um, And it's my cup of tea. I'm a type A person and I love doing it. And I love the center there. You know, we're really a family here. We love our kids, but we also love each other. And we just work really hard to make sure that individuals on the spectrum have the best lives they can. All right, Kayla, let us get to know you a little bit better too. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I am the Mission Development Administrator. Um, I have been at the North Carolina Autism Center for almost a year. Previous to that, I was the hiring and training manager, so I really trained all the new employees coming in um, to best support the individuals we serve. But right now, my focus is I run a lot of the community programs here. So we have our sensory, um, sensory and inclusive community program, and that's really giving organizations within the community the tools and the knowledge to best support the individuals that we serve so individuals with asd or um that have a developmental disability we can really bridge that gap and again support the organization to best support those individuals um, we have our safety jacket program which is there to <clears throat> help first responders with training and tools to best support the individuals we serve as well so that you know any interactions that they might have is going to go smoothly and that you know they have um, just kind of a positive interaction instead of things that could go wrong um, and then also supporting things like our enrichment center that is a space that we have here where we it's a free and voluntary or free what we offer where individuals from the community can come in and also have a safe space to learn and grow. We do STEM activities, we do cooking classes, everything like that. Mm. Wow. That's a lot. We have lot to get back fun. to some of that lot because of you're, stuff. yeah, you're right. Um, I think with first responders, a lot can go wrong because some yes. of the community that you serve, they're nonverbal. And so they may make, make, they may communicate in a different way that could be perceived as a behavior or can be perceived as something else. And that first responder may not be proficient, proficient in that type of language. And then all kinds of things can go wrong yes. because it's miscommunication. Yes. Yep. yep. So miscommunication um, can really allow for some, anything to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You just didn't, you know. In, in typically developing communities, miscommunication can happen, let alone in the neurodiverse community. So, wow, thanks for shedding some light. You're, you're very, very busy at the North Dakota <laughs> yes, Autism yes, Center. And I love the sensory activation because the more we can train others about the importance of sensory and just what that does, um, it just makes for a better experience for a more inclusive environment. So, oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about, but <laughs> I want to get to know Tom too. We're, we can't leave our our um, man out of the uh, equation here. Of course, we had to do ladies first, a little Thank chivalry you. here. But Tom, can we get to know you a little bit better? Sure. Thanks for having us. Uh, my name is Tom Kopp and I am the Director of Mission Development here at the North Dakota Autism Center. And I have been with the Autism Center just since September. Um, I came on to the team. And lucky. previously, I, I've, I've worked in the nonprofit world for the last 16 plus years. Uh, but for the North Dakota Autism Center, you know, this our mission of empowering and enriching the lives of all individuals. That's the mission that we live by. And for me, I think that we do that not with just the individuals that we serve, but their families and their supporters and also the staff members that work here. So I really do love that aspect of our of what we do here. And so my position is overseeing Emily and Kayla <laughs> and our marketing director, uh, Kendall. And so uh, we are but we don't look at it like I'm the boss. We work as a group and work as a team. And really, as far as mission development goes, yes, there's the fundraising aspect of things. But as you can hear, that's already been talked about. It's about bringing the community together and bringing the knowledge and the awareness of what autism and other developmental disabilities are and how we can best serve those in our communities and in our center. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's get into it. Um, you know, as far as 
when you know, some of you are a little bit new, a year, just in September, Emily, your happy anniversary. Thank um, you. But well, let's talk about the the nonprofit itself. When when was it founded? Like when when did it get its roots and the and the whole mission get 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 lift off? Yeah, go ahead. So ultimately, uh, we opened our doors in 2008. Um, and uh, so almost 15 been- years, right? Yeah. Did, I do the math good? Did I do the math quick enough? Yeah. Right. So we'll actually turn 15 in November this year. Yep. Whoa. Fantastic. So our actually our executive director and our co-founder, Darcy Gasperwitz, um, she uh, back in about 2004, she was she had a brother and uh, she was in college or going to be going to college and her brother was born and at the age of two uh, was became sick and ultimately was doing ultimately fine meeting milestones up until that point uh, became very sick for a period of time. After that illness, there was a notice of delays and a notice of not meeting milestones in those sorts of situations. Um, and at the age of four, her brother Tyler was diagnosed um, with an autism spectrum disorder. And at that particular time, the services that were required were not available in this area. Mm. And so they were asked at that particular point if they needed these services, they were going to have to up and move. And that just really wasn't going to be an option for the family. And so, not just move wait, in up North and Dakota. Move? Yeah. So not just move across the state or to another city in North Dakota, move to another state. state. Yep, up to, and move to get services yep. for appropriate care. Uh-huh. Okay. Nothing and, existed in our area at that time. Oh at that my per- gosh. Oh. So ultimately, that really wasn't an option for the family at the time. And so Darcy had kind of put her career and her path of, of education on hold at that particular time um, and stayed home and took, took care of her brother, uh, Tyler. And so she just started her own daycare at that particular time for Tyler and then others that were re- needing certain help, uh, whether they were on the spectrum or other developmental disabilities. And so then she was uh, allowing, or that daycare was allowing um, ABA therapy, um, applied behavioral analysis therapy to come into that daycare to provide the services. And so that was amazing. And that's ultimately kind of how it all, in a sense, started was as a daycare, um, Darcy, her sister, mom, really allowing this to kind of grow, um, but ultimately starting with her brother, Tyler. Uh, wow. And then in 2008, ultimately, is when we is when the doors open to to really kind of help the community in a, in a bigger capacity. And so now, uh, 15 years later, almost 15 years later, uh, we are serving the entire Fargo Moorhead West Fargo community. Uh, we also do some outreach uh, via telehealth as well, and serving you know in three different capacities, basically. Uh, We have a behavior program, which is kind of like a clinic setting uh, where individuals will come in, they'll receive ABA therapy, uh, get one-on-one work and and build social skills and and do all those sorts of pieces uh, in kind of a clinic setting. We also do in-home support. and so where that comes in is that we send uh, DSPs into the home and we have an extra set of hands for the parents or provide respite. What's a DSP? Direct support professional. Okay, great. Thank you. And do you work with school districts for that? Or this is just... um, We do both technically. So our behavior team works in the school as schools as well. We do have some school contracts, but the direct support professionals are strictly in the home or community with the individuals they serve. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Sorry. Go ahead, Tom. 
No. no, that's okay. And so that would, you know, we have in home, we have the behavior, like the clinic side of things. We have the in home support. And then Maybe. Kayla had touched already on a little bit of the community stuff that we do. Um, and so that kind of includes our um, sensory and inclusive community partners and then our safety jacket program and then um, just other things that we provide within the community and and the enrichment center and then also our enrichment center which ultimately the enrichment center started out as just a safe place for those that are were receiving services with us to have a place to go because a lot of families didn't really have a place to go to go and just like hang out you know like hey when I go out you know what if my kid has a behavior what how does my kid mm-hmm. gonna respond to these large groups how is all those things gonna happen so so we provided a place uh, for free where parents could come in and just have a place for, you know, to do whatever, whether it be crafts or different little activities. Or watch a Dungeons movie. and Dragons Club. Yep. All different things. And so <laughs> as of October of 2022 just this last october we did open that up to the community so it's not just those that we're serving within our within our center it's also the, anyone within the community can come in and that doesn't mean you have to have a diagnosis you don't have to have any sort of situation it's also it's just anyone who's willing and wanting to come you can take a look at our schedule and of what we're going to be providing during our enrichment center activities and show up and i think for that it also provides then some knowledge to community Mm -hmm. people of what we are and also what those with ASD and those with other developmental disabilities kind of creating a community in itself and maybe just for example if I have kids bringing them into an enrichment center activity and you know my kids who maybe not are diagnosed uh, with any sort of situation can meet those and understand and you know be able to to shed light on that and not have such a stigma to it. I think that's one thing that the North Dakota Autism Center really likes to to really point out is that there is a lot of stigma. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stigma with having the diagnosis and those sorts of pieces. And we would like to eradicate that. that stigma. Yeah. yeah. Let's just get rid of it. You know, it is a spectrum for a reason. And um, I think when um, the general population hears the word autism, you automatically formulate some sort of opinion on what that feels like, looks like, you know, and um, eradicating all of that um, is important for our community so that we can be a little bit more inclusive. And thank goodness for the North Dakota Autism Center that you're able to provide that outlet and that safe space because it could be a very isolating life based on the, the stigmas that people just have naturally and mm-hmm. and nobody's blaming anybody but we need organizations like you to help educate the world and understand how we can communicate how we can coexist mm-hmm. and how we can respect different communities for mm-hmm. the way they behave the way they communicate and so let me applaud you for what you're doing um and just the fact that you can give a little bit of an outlet to the families i mean kudos you know to you guys really really great stuff thank, thank you. you so much you. and it sounds like you have a lot of programming going on i've heard do. the word oh my goodness <laughs> i heard the word yeah so we have like a little enrichment and we have uh, you don't have yep. a little anything you have a <laughs> lot of something i mean it's crazy that's a lot to keep together. How do you yeah. do the, all of that, Tom? Uh, that's why I have this great group of people around me to, to help <laughs> me do all of that. You know, Kayla taking care of a lot of our community aspects and community connections. Uh, Emily does all of our event planning.
planning and keeping all of that straight, which is a, a huge task in itself. And then also Kendall, who is not with us at this moment, but she does all of our not marketing. with us on screen. Yes. And yes. So, so she. Thanks for the know, clarification. <laughs> she is with us. And then also Claire, who's in charge of our enrichment center. So we have a lot of, you know, different hats in the mission development uh, world and uh, no one could do this alone. So I am very thankful to have the team that I have around me. I would also like to say that we have the best leaders in Mm -hmm. all of our departments. They are not here just to work. It's their passion. It's, we all love being here and the entire company as a whole is an amazing place to be. And yeah. oh, I'm for. feeling the yeah. love, guys. I'm feeling the love. I, I got the virtual hug through the screen. Yes. I mean, you're just a really great group of people and doing some great things. So so I'm going to take you deep. Can we go a little deep into the, get a little emotional? Let's yes. talk about core values and missions and just what does it all mean? What does it mean to you, to, you know, the North Dakota Autism Center? And and how do you live your why, your mission, your core values every day? Whoever wants to take that. Is that a nod to Kayla, Tom? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) To me? Well, there's, you know, our core values, um, like, I will start with the main one right now, support, right? Like, we're here to, not main one, but a big one, I should say, but we're here to support, and I think... a lot of the, the directors show up, all the people that support our individuals on a one-on-one basis, they're all here to create the best environment to really grow independence and grow, you know, just those skills to, to live your best life. And I mean, it reaches from the, the second they walk in the door to when they go into the community and everything in between is really just what can we do to build that support, that base, um, and that's what everybody comes in to do from you stand yeah. up and show up every day. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, and yep. I think the great thing about the, uh, the autism center is that support doesn't just mean the individual, it's no. the family, yep. it's the community, the community, it's every aspect and every way we can support them. We want to be able to be creating those, um, opportunities. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like you said, and I think a big one is that, you know, individuals um, who are diagnosed with ASD um, or a developmental disability and their families often feel isolated and feel kind of alone because they don't have that support. And that's what we really want to eradicate. Yeah. Wow. I will say, I know that you mentioned that we have a lot of things, but as far as the support goes, uh, we do have a families helping families group as well. So yes. we do have a families family. helping families. Okay. That's correct. Yep. And what that is, is it's just kind of getting off the ground, but we are supporting or starting technically a support group. And it's actually families that we currently have or have had for the last few years within our uh, programs who are going to be supporting new families potentially coming into the programs or new families that are all, you know, you, you're child gets diagnosed with autism now what right and so we have these families that we work with on a on a daily basis that are starting a support group for those in that kind of situation and how to uh kind of mentor yeah Mm -hmm. and kind of navigate all the things where do i go now who do i need to talk to how does this work financially how does this you know how do i get on the developmental disability waiver for north dakota so i can get a dsp to help me out at home Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that kind of stuff wow so that so that just kind of i don't know i'm sorry i tangented there but that would be like the support that we're kind of talking about as far as one of our core values so yeah um another one 
Oh, go ahead, Don. No, Sorry. no, no. I'm just, I'm just in awe. I mean, because the list just keeps going. I <laughs> yes, mean, each time does. that anyone yeah. of you start to speak, there's like another long list of, of, yeah. of services that you're providing, but I want to hear what you have to say, Emily, yeah. please. So another one of our core values that I think is really um, near and dear to our hearts is integrity. Um, we do, we've been doing ABA since the beginning and ABA has had kind of a um, storied history. Yes. Yeah. Or it's had a negative connotation. You know, you're doing behavior therapy. Like what is that? But we are always making sure that our policies and procedures are up to the highest standards. Our behavior team is accredited in multiple things and they are doing the best work um, trauma informed therapy that they therapy. can. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, um, you know, we want to be a company that people want to come to. We have wait lists. We want to be able to, you know, the more board certified behavior analysts we can get on staff, the more people we can um, serve. And so we really just want to maintain that integrity and do everything to the best of our power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can feel the pride. I can feel the love. I can feel the integrity. Um that comes through like just as you're introducing yourselves. And, and now that we've been talking just a little bit, it's really um, loud and, and clear. So I've got to ask you two questions. We're going to we're going to take these one. I'm, I'm a family that needs help. Mm -hmm. Where do I go? Who do I call? How, you know, you, you mentioned that hearing I need to move to another state can't be the answer. Thank goodness for you that they no longer need to do that. But how do they get how do they get help? I think when you get a, um, a diagnosis of autism, it's a little, whew, you know, and the Internet is a friend and a foe all at the oh same gosh, time. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm living in North Dakota. I'm now faced with a whole new lifestyle and I need help and I need help. Good, honest, safe help. Where do I go with the North Dakota Autism Center? Yes. Um, great question. And depending on where that's all kind of coming from, of course, every situation is very different, right? So we do have also some good partnerships in the Fargo-Moorhead area. Actually, the North Dakota Autism Center, we do not diagnose. Okay, so we are not a diagnosing facility in a sense. Not however, yet anyway. However, we do we do partner Tomorrow. With, yeah. <laughs> actually, I think about three o'clock today. So um, but we do partner with those in our community that do, right? And so they're very well aware of what we are and what we do. Uh, and so ultimately what we would do if you were to come to me today and say, Hey, I just walked out of the clinic or I just came from my doctor and my child is diagnosed with autism, I would refer you to one of those partners, right? And I would say, hey, we're just, what they do is kind of give you like a mock-up and we also then help you uh, connect you with, like Emily said, whether it's a developmental disability waiver that needs to be happening. Um, you know, sometimes you can um, qualify for like a Medicaid um, and making sure that you kind of have all the right things in place. And so it's very a step-by-step -step process and it's kind of dependent on where Maybe you are individually as a family and what's kind of going on, how we, but we want to make sure that it's not just an umbrella. You're very much an individual to us. And so we want to treat you in that way. Uh, so ultimately though, maybe asking you, what do you need? What are you looking for? Are, are you coming to us with already a waiver in hand? And this is how many hours you're approved for? Perfect. Let's get you set up and let's get you um, started with a DSP or whatever it is that we're really looking to do. And maybe what does the family want to get out of it? What does the individual want to get out of it? You know, really making sure that these are individual plans that are being 
uh, made for everyone because ultimately we're just not we're not here to run numbers and see how many people we can run through our system and you know we are one of only two in the state of North Dakota that accept North Dakota Medicaid and that is because the Medicaid reimbursement is so low again we're not here to get the money no. we're here to make sure that we provide the best care that we can mm -hmm. to each and every individual so that is not um, just that in itself that's why yeah every individual is different and the aspect is different. So yeah. I get, and you know, you often hear if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism yep. and yep. it's, yep. yeah, it's, it's cliche. And I, I don't know if the power of that statement has the meaning that it deserves or resonates the way it deserves, but it's, mm -hmm. it's so true. It and is, I yes. love that you have that top of mind. Okay. You're an individual and we're going to move forward with no, no cookie cutter approach. We want no. you to reach your potential and the way to get that is not by a cookie cutter approach. And really, I applaud you. I mean, I we have wonderful services. I'm in New Jersey. We have wonderful services here, wonderful organizations, but we can use one more. And so yeah. if you want to open up a branch in here in New Jersey, just give me a call and we'll, we'll carry out time, that mission. We might. Okay. Well, so by three o'clock today, you'll be diagnosing. And by four o'clock, you'll have a New Jersey, New Jersey chapter. Yeah. There we go. Uh, movers and shakers and game changers for sure. Um, but now I want to flip flip that coin because we know today's donors and supporters and volunteers, they are looking to align with missions that they trust. And clearly speaking to the three of you, it's from the heart, it's with integrity and who wouldn't in just a few minutes talking to you, trust this organization. So I assume you have all the facts and figures available on your website, but yes. now I want to get involved that way. I want to be a volunteer, a donor, a supporter, whether I have money or whether I don't, there's probably something that I can do to help the North Dakota Autism Center. How do I get involved? Oh man, there are so many ways. Oh, good. I, I'm sure we <laughs> can give you all the answers to that. So um, as far as donors, you can donate through our website. We are always looking for in-kind donations for our teams, whether that's iPads or fidget toys or really anything. We have wish lists on Amazon. You know, those things get loved and used and we're always needing new stuff for that. Um, can I just interject right there? I'm sorry, Emily. I just want to mention you said iPads and I think some people might understand that being like, oh, I don't, I'm just, you know, Oh, no, 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 no. I know yeah. where you're going. Yeah. No, they use them to communicate. Yes. Some some individuals with with autism or other developmental disabilities, they use those to communicate. Mm -hmm. And we use those yeah. in the clinic every single day. So I'll qualify we, that for you, um, yes. Tom. There's a um, Apple application called mm -hmm. Proloquo to Go. Mm -hmm. And it is very yeah, instrumental yep, for individuals with autism to actually help them communicate. It's a picture, yes. um, easy to use tool to learn. It, it, it's, it's, it, it's a great communication device. It may not be how the masses communicate, but it's an awesome communication device. And you need that iPad and safety case. And software, so it's not just yes. the iPad, right? Right. Proloquo to go was like what three hundred dollars, yep. four hundred dollars. Just the app alone is pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. Plus the iPad, plus the right iPad to support the app, plus a protective case. Mm -hmm. right? That's a good fifteen hundred dollars right there, right. and right. it's for 
practical use. We're not playing video games and that's no. not what we mean here. So no, I need to interrupt you, Tom, but I wanted to jump in with that, with that well, background. Yes, I appreciate you jumping in. You interrupted me and I interrupted Emily, so we'll just go all the way <laughs> yes, back to the all the way around. Is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going back to how you can get involved with us, um, so we, we need volunteers for our fundraising events. Those happen periodically throughout the year. We're always looking for people for that. But the Enrichment Center, too, they are doing multiple activities a day. Claire mm-hmm. is a powerhouse. She is in charge of all of it. And she runs a lot of things by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so she can always use people to help her run activities, to help her plan activities. Um, we also, if you know a business, a local business that you think could benefit from our SI community partner program. Kayla would love to connect with them. Law enforcement, we've met with a lot of local departments, but we do want to extend that program across the state as well, the safety jacket program. So if you have a cop friend and you're like, hey, I know the autism center is doing this amazing program, like here's Kayla's info. And um, all of that's on our website. It is. What, yes. is. what is a safety jacket? Can I ask what's a safety jacket? Yeah. So safety jacket that, you know, we talked about how that program is for first responders. Well, what that does is we... Anybody who's enrolled in this free and voluntary program will receive identifiers. So really what works best with them, they get a lanyard, they get some key fobs, they'll get stickers. Obviously, they can put it on their, you know, best love devices, so their communication device. And what that does is that is an identifier for people within the community and first responders to be like, this person is part of our safety jacket program. And that jacket is more of support. So um, it's an NFC device. So uh, anybody walking down the street, can see that they're part of this program. They can use their smartphone, which is already enabled with NFC to scan and get just important information, obviously for confidential purposes. They just get mm-hmm. their name and their emergency contacts. So I'm walking down the street and I see somebody's kind of in distress, might need some help. I can scan it. I can con- reach out to their emergency contact and we can resolve from there. After that point, if first responders yeah, um, it goes involved, one step further yes. and they can pull it up in their CAD system and then they're going to get all the information that is going to best support. So this person's diagnosis, their best communication style, do they use an electronic communication device? Do they do one and yes or no questions? Mm-hmm. What is their preferred um, communication style? What is what things that any they like? Medications they're medications on. They're on um, uh, if there's if they stim like certain yep. ways that they stim um making sure if you don't like to be touched right yes. so officers oftentimes will come up and touch and that might you know cause a physical reaction and that can be considered a trigger habit yeah combative. Yep. yep so all of those things so then you know that oh. is you know what i'm hearing is that this can make the difference of treatment versus non-treatment or yes. dare I say life versus death or hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in those critical moments, if you can't communicate, tell me how you're feeling. Tell me what yep. you're thinking. Tell me if you cannot get that out fast enough and you have to jump through hoops, you know, this really kind of breaks that barrier down yes. and can be the difference of catastrophe versus success so wow 100%. amazing amazing Absolutely. program mm-hmm. and the training yeah. that it's so necessary the training, the training that we do with the first responders and it, we do it with uh emts uh police officers fire departments those sorts of pieces a we do a, just a uh info about what is autism right what does it look like how does it how does it come out how does it act because a lot of times when these individuals come in contact with unknown people right a lot of times it's very quick to be like well they're intoxicated mm-hmm. or oh they're this that and the other thing 
they might not stop and yeah. just take a second and think, hey, this could be something different. And so yeah. if they have, if these individuals have an identifier of safety jacket, mm-hmm. right, they can scan that. And that jacket is technically what is, it's called a jacket. That's in, what, the, that, yeah, that's in their system. Yeah. In their system, yeah, yeah, yeah. every yeah. person has a jacket, right? So, um, so they can scan that. And then only the information that is filled out on the application will be in that ca- in yeah. that jacket. So yeah. wow. it's really it's really an awesome tool. And it's and, free. And it's free. And, and it's it, free. And is it just is it do you, how far do you go? What's your region that you serve? Currently just the Fargo Moorhead. Mm-hmm. Um, Cass and Clay counties. New Jersey. New Jersey. I know, yeah. I know. New Jersey. <laughs> oh, okay. We also want to make, make sure we just want to make sure that we train yes. all of those before we actually just go ahead and just give out a ton of identifiers, right? Yeah. Because we don't want to give a full sense of security in a sense really either. Um, but since we've been doing it, actually there has been one incident yep. where it actually has worked and, and some, someone was, let's keep uh, it to one, right? Well, let's that, keep and, it. And, you know, yeah. and if it, and if it's helped one, that's all, then we've already done we, our job. We, we were successful. So, totally. yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, um, it's really been an awesome yeah. situation. Yeah. And well, I mean, and like you said, you know, it, it can look different for everybody. So um, oftentimes anybody that might be diagnosed with ASD or developmental disability can be perceived as a neurotypical person. And yeah, that yeah, autism is an invisible because disability. It's, it's invisible and it's really important that we have these identifiers and that yeah, support because super it's not, important. Yeah. You guys are everywhere doing everything. Um, but let's take down, let's go on the path of support. Mm-hmm. It takes money. To, yes, to support all of these programs. So Emily, that's where you come in to play yes. fundraising and your events. Um, I'd like to share that we're honored and uh, to be um, of service to you. You are a customer of the, yeah, of the one, co- I think, I believe you have our uh, One Cause fundraising platform. We do, yes. And, and it is an amazing tool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and so we, we believe that Technology and innovation is important to nonprofits. It helps you grow your events, helps you grow your fundraising. And as is your CRM, the CRM tool and everything that that can do. So just those two technologies alone is a lot of tech stack for a nonprofit. Um, I believe you're also a customer of the DonorDoc solution and that's your CRM. Yes, we are. Yep. And um, yeah, we've been with One Cause, I think, for two or three years and we've been with donor doc since i started so at least five um and we actually switched to one cause because you guys are amazing um i didn't pay them i promise i didn't pay them (laughs) to say that she did not i promise um but yes so the great thing about one cause is you are listening to your fundraise not just your fundraisers and your customers but the people who are using the service our donors and the overhaul that has been done we've hosted one event now with the new platform and it changed my life as an event event coordinator i mean the smallest thing from being able to uh download a report that has everyone's meals to whereas before i was entering them manually and doing all kinds of math and trying to keep track of everything <laughs> um from the donor experience where they can bid on their phone or they can chat with us if they have questions. It's just been, it really has been life-changing for me. So I really appreciate all the tools. And it just, every day there's a new release saying that you're updating something or doing something Ugh, else or adding tell something. me about it we have <laughs> sure something we have something called constant deployment or i'm sure i got that wrong but like it's what, what it means is that deployment of features happens like daily yes 
by the minute. And, and whew, as a marketer, trying to keep up with that is a little crazy. But that's another story. Um, <laughs> I want to dig just a little bit more. And I think we only have a couple more minutes, but, um, you know, Donor Doc and One Cause is a pretty special relationship because both organizations are trying to stay at the forefront of innovation, mm-hmm. but not just innovation, but simplifying the um, nonprofit's life and day-to-day yes. execution. And I think the two companies are very aligned, so much so that we have an integration, yes. um, a direct integration where one speaks to the other. So Emily, if I may, I'd like to ask you two questions. One, yes. when you entered into this latest fundraiser where you were able to use the One Cause fundraising platform, what challenges were you trying to overcome and how did they overcome those challenges? And then what was what was your reaction to the One Cause Donor Doc um, uh, integration? Because yeah. I kind of saw one statement that you made, an email that you sent, and I'm oh, like, okay. well, that was one sentence, but that was pretty powerful. But I think <laughs> I, our audience would love to hear it. Yeah, so um, some of our biggest hurdles with our events is the pre-registration and getting people checked in and trying not to have those lines. Um, and so with the one cause update and it being so user friendly, you know, when they buy tickets, they can do, they can add on games if they want, they can input their meal choices or any, um, seating choices they would like, like we can just collect all that information up front and our sponsors can send out their tickets to their, the people they're inviting so that they can put out input all that information themselves. That is a big deal. I have done everything from Microsoft forms to just tracking mm-hmm. it on Excel. And we don't want you doing uh, that anymore. <laughs> yes. And that has been such a big help for us. And then with the um, early check-in, we always open our silent auction about a week before our event. So that kind of helps with the check-in too, because then they have to put in all their information before they can bid. But like with the QR codes coming and making it easier to just scan and go to check in, that has helped immensely with lines and with getting people in the door and getting them to enjoy that event. And then being able to donate right from their phone as well as bid and all that has been just amazing and has made our lives much better. I know before my time, they were using handwritten bid sheets and I'm sure that is, you know, that would be. Oh, la, 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 I didn't hear that, did I? Yes. So, <laughs> so tell us, tell us about the success of your last event. What, what, how, did you hit gold? Did you, um, we where were you? In, yes. So we, um, did not meet our overall goal, but that is not a bad thing because we brought in 25,000 more than we did the year before. And that is a huge deal. Um, we had mobile pro helped us of course, with all the integration. And we worked with, um, one cause obviously to make sure that was a, um, went off without a hitch, but it's just, I just can't even, I could talk about how amazing one cause is all day because it just, oh, well, we're going to bring you back for another <laughs> podcast when we're not so mission focused, yes. but that's so, so sweet of you. Yes. Like it's just with all the reports I can pull and with all the info, we know we can set go- realistic goals for our future events and we can just always keep making them better and bigger. And so I it can be $25,000 more yes, than the every last year. One. Yes. All right. So, so now tell me about the donor doc integration. Yes. So, I think you, uh, you hit, you hit a button and. Yes. Something magical oh happened. Yes. I sent a couple emails. I emailed Matt from DonorDoc. I emailed Patrick from One Cause, And I was like, guys, we need to do this integration. I've heard about it. Like, why, why am I not already doing it? And 
basically I clicked a switch, entered a, t a token code, and now it pulls every single donation straight into DonorDoc. I don't have to do anything. It, it um, pulls the information twice a day. So I literally flipped a switch and 20 minutes later, our entire awesome evening was integrated into DonorDoc. So every so donation glad. was entered, every game, every purchase. It was amazing that would have taken me probably a week to organize oh. and figure out in the past so that is just again it's so life-changing and with the extra time we have not having to do all that data entry we can do smaller fundraisers throughout the year to build more on our you know build our programs more or maybe we'll do two golf scrambles because we can handle it you know so that's just so you're focused on fundraising and stewarding and your donors yes. and engagement then entering data in which oh. is going to take a week out of out of your 52 yes. weeks so 100%. and that from donor doc that is matt bitsiago who um or bits a guy i keep saying i think it's bits a guy it is yeah, i know you know what i think it's bits a guy I think oh, we want yes. to make it a lot yes. of value vowel, vowels at the end. We've had this conversation a yes. number of it's times because we also work with his wife, Bridget. And I'm, I'm Bridget. always like, yeah. how do we say his last name? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, their team is Yeah, amazing. I butchered his name too. So I butchered yeah. Kayla's name and Matt's name. That's okay. It's but he's going to be thrilled to hear this. I'm. We really appreciate the testimonial. It's not why we brought you on the podcast today, but it's just so nice to hear. And I know Matt's going to be so proud because simplicity and making just making you putting you in a position for mm -hmm. fundraising success is really what we want to do, you know, at the yeah. end of the day. Um, yeah, oh my I God, but we're going to bring you back, Emily, for yeah. another, <laughs> another, more another whole podcast. Yes. Yeah. Just, uh, just yeah, on no. that. If, for, so good. for the fundraisers out there, I can't recommend One Cause or DonorDoc And DonorDoc is promise a, we didn't pay her. <laughs> DonorDoc is a local company. You know, I could go over and pop over and say hi to Matt, but they serve anyone anywhere. So of course, yeah. I definitely recommend them. So all right, well, let's get back to the mission. I think we yes. only have a few more minutes. We've been chatting for a, a good while here, and I think we probably can go on another hour just to get through all the programming that you guys offer. <laughs> yes. But why don't we go one by one by one? And just, you know, what, 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 what are you hopeful for? You know, what does this mission mean and what is, what fuels you and what are you hoping for in the future? Well, um, I'm going to go from my screen from left to right. That means Kayla, you're up first. Then we'll do Emily. Then we'll do Tom and we can kind of wrap it up like that. Yeah. So I um, feel like I am just repeating the same thing over and over again, but I'm really, what I'm looking forward to is creating a community um, and spreading that as far as possible that is here to include all individuals, every individual possible. So if that means going to the store and they have a sensory room, if somebody's getting a little overwhelmed or they have some headphones or some fidgets on hand, just whatever it is to really bridge that gap to help families be the best that they can. That is what and drives simple fidget really, sometimes yeah, makes the things. world of a difference. A yeah. fidget toy that you can get for a dollar at the dollar store can make a difference. Let's be responsible in yeah. our communities and get some fidgets. Yeah, um, you know. But Kayla, you might have repeated yourself. You might not have. <laughs> I don't know. But if you did, it was it was worth repeating. Yes. But um, Emily. OK, um, I want there. I want the world to be a place where every person can be accepted 100 percent where they're at, who they are, how they communicate. And we all adapt to meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I love that. 
Okay. I have no mic drop there. So I'm just going to move <laughs> over to, to Tom. Go ahead, Tom. What are you hopeful for with the North Dakota Autism Center? Well, I'm hopeful for the Autism Center to continue to grow. Right now we're growing with Tyler. Remember, he's the the young one this is all kind of started for. And so we're kind of growing with him, right? And I believe that the North Dakota Autism Center has so much more to offer than what we've talked about today. And I'm not saying that we do at this time, but I do believe that we have the opportunity to grow and, and to serve so many more. And I think that everybody deserves the opportunity to be included and to be able to be successful in the in society and in the community and that's what we're here to do and ultimately we would like to provide that from you know birth to the end of life and I think that's what we're working towards right now Mm -hmm. yeah especially after uh, 18 or after 21 when services Mm -hmm. just all of a sudden go away and where do you go and now you're feeling isolated again we're gonna have to have you guys back we just didn't have enough time (laughs) Um, it's just been such a pleasure Um, but fearless fundraisers that's about all the time we have for today thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed today's raise nation topic in your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. That's Thursdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. But in the meantime, listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. Follow the channel that you like the best because we're everywhere. And then you can get the notifications about all of our new guests. Fundraisers are doing amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities. The stories, as you just heard, are awe-inspiring. Shout out to Tyler for this inspiration. You don't want to miss a single episode. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that can help nonprofits connect with their donors. Check it out at onecause.com and visit the resource tab on the homepage for a broad catalog of content that hopefully you'll find helpful. A huge shout out and thanks to my guest for sharing just a very authentic, caring, and loving voice, Emily, Kayla, Tom. I truly enjoyed our conversations. You've been so inspirational, but I'm going to have to ask for just those last words of inspiration for our audience, because this is the inspiration channel. So whoever wants to go first, your last words of inspiration, please. I'd say as a fundraiser to just fundraise with your heart. There you go. Who's got, who's going to chime in? Anybody else? Anyone else? <laughs> and I think too, our biggest thing is to empower and enrich the lives of yep. all individuals. So just keep treating people with and kindness and respect. hundred percent. Treat everyone yep. with kindness. Oh, I love ending on that. Well, thank you again so much. That is a wrap. Until next time, I'm Don Lego. This is Raise Nation Radio. You stay fearless out there. Mm-hmm.